Hey friends, this is Joe Barlow, and welcome to my podcast. I'm glad you joined me. On this podcast, my goal is that you would draw closer to the Father God, that you would know Jesus Christ, and that you would experience the power of the Holy Spirit here in this earth. God bless. Hey friends, Pastor Joe Barlow here, and we are ready to go teaching about faith this week because it's through faith that we are going to see the fingerprints of God all over our lives. And I want that to happen in my life, but I also really want it to happen in your life. The verse that we use starts with now, and that's when we're starting right now. friends, Pastor Joe Barlow here. Welcome to the Daily Discipleship with Joe Barlow Show. I'm on here every morning at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday, and we're just trying to get the Word of God out to people. And uh, we're also on a podcast, so hope if you're listening by a podcast, God bless you. I hope you're enjoying this time. I uh, hope you go back and listen to some previous uh, editions. It'd be very powerful and hopefully helpful to you. That's what my goal is my desire. That's why I call it Daily Discipleship with Joe Barlow. Uh, because uh, this girl told me when I was 13 years old, this girl that came home with my brother from college, this group of kids, and she said, Joseph, if you will just learn one thing a day from the Lord, you will grow. Well, I seem to have taken that to heart because I started just making sure I got something from the Lord every day. I had a determination in my heart to get something from the Lord every day. And that was 45 years ago. So I'm still growing and God's still helping me and he's still willing to feed me every day. So I'll take it. Amen. So as I was praying about what to cover this week, I was really seeking the Lord. And uh, I, I, I was going to go one direction. And I thought it was a good direction. But then I thought God called me <clears throat> at my ordination to preach faith. And a couple weeks ago, we were at church, and somebody said, hey, let's have some testimonies. And um, everybody looked around, and there was no testimonies. I was like, whoa, wait a second. That's not right. Uh, something's wrong if there's no testimonies. And you know what? That, what's wrong? There's not enough teaching and preaching on faith. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, faith comes by hearing. And hearing... The word of God. Hearing comes by the, the word of God being preached and taught with authority and revelation. Because literally the word there, the word word in Greek is the word rhema. So faith comes to us when we get a spoken word from God, a word that emanates from the heart of the Father. And so when we have faith active in our lives, um, it's that's where miracles come from. You don't get any miracles if you don't have faith. And if you don't have faith, uh, if you're not seeing a lot of miracles or a lot of the, I would call them the fingerprints of God happening in your life, um, faith is what activates God's presence and faith activates God's, um, uh, 
his proactive behavior in our life. Can I put it that way? We want God to be active in a live, lively part of our lives. We want, to see, we want to be able to see him. No matter where we look in our lives, we want to see, oh yeah, God was here. Uh, you see that piano back there? God was here because I had a desire and uh, God provided. And didn't have to pay a penny, but God provided. God spoke to someone and I never said anything. You know, it was awesome. Uh, God provided every single thing um, in our lives. I love that. I love when there's a testimony attached to everything that we have because God is good and God provided. I have a testimony about this laptop. Um, I had a laptop in years ago when I was going off to Uganda. Uh, the Lord had spoken to me, give your laptop to the pastor you're going to visit. And so I had that plan, but I, I knew that the Lord was going to have to provide me a laptop and um, because I needed it. It was just a tool that was necessary for the ministry. And after we made an announcement one day, uh, one of our worker, one of our ladies said, hey, all the money came in for Pastor Joe's trip to Africa. And everybody was cheering. And this one brother came up afterwards and he said, Pastor Joe, I'm still going to give you $1,000 toward that trip. And I knew exactly where it was supposed to go. It was supposed to go to the laptop because I needed, you know, part of the trip, you know. Anyway, he said, but the Lord told me not to give it to you until my check came in. I was like, okay. And he said, I did a job. I paid all the workers. I bought all the materials. And then the company that hired me is not paying me. And I was like, you know, that's not right. So I, I said, let me pray for you. As soon as I started praying for him, I said, this came right. I never thought about it. It came right up out of my heart. I said, listen, whoever's holding this check back, they lose their job. And, um, so, and then I said, you're going to get a phone call. That's what I told him. You're going to get a phone call that somebody says, I found this invoice on my desk and how come it hasn't been paid? And so anyway, I prayed for him that God would get that money to him because after he got his money, I was going to be able to get my money to get this laptop. Okay. So then what happened was, <clears throat> um, uh, I, I dropped my son off at his job site on Tuesday morning. So that was Sunday morning. I prayed for him. Tuesday morning, I dropped my son off at the job site. And he goes, Pastor, Pastor, I got to tell you something. He said, did you hear? He said, I, uh, I picked up my partner yesterday morning, on Monday morning. And um, he said, did you hear what happened over the, over the weekend? He said, this company, they lost a big lawsuit. And they came in and fired, I think, like 14 employees. And he said, later that afternoon, I got a phone call from somebody and said, I got this invoice on this desk here, my desk here. Why is it had, why has it not been paid? So exactly what I told him on Sunday is exactly what happened on Monday. And Tuesday, he was telling me that, you know, what, what he was so excited that this was happening, but he still hadn't gotten his money. So I said, well, we're going to keep leaving. Amen. So about another week went by, nothing happened. Another week went by, nothing happened. I'm like, what's up with that? So one day I was going to take a nap. One afternoon, I was just going to go grab a quick nap. As soon as I knelt down in the bed to, to lay down, I saw this picture of him standing in his front yard, opening the mail and there, you know, the check and then the opened envelope right behind it. And he looks up at his wife on the front porch and says, honey, I got my check. And uh, now at the time, I didn't know 
that he had a front porch on his house. Okay, just so you know. I, I, but I saw that in that little picture. So I, I texted him and told him what I saw in the spirit. And um, so shortly thereafter, uh, he got his check. And he came and he wrote the check to Joseph Barlow Ministries. And, and, he, uh, and I, got, I got my computer. He got his blessing. And the, and the pastor in Africa got his laptop. So that was beautiful how that all worked out. But that's the testimony of this laptop that I carry around with me like all over the place. Okay. And so when there's a testimony attached, it's, it's faith was in action. Faith happened. Faith caused this to happen. Okay. That's how this laptop came into existence in my life is because faith. Now, so I want to take you to some scriptures. And as I was praying about this, I thought, well, I could take you to all these different scriptures that I know about faith. But why do we want to study faith? Well, when you ask the question, why do we want to study faith? Then you have to go to Hebrews chapter 11. Because Hebrews chapter 11 is all about faith. And some call it the hall of fame of faith. Okay, so let's go to Hebrews 11. And we're going to spend the whole week on this. But I'll tell you, don't slough on, off on this because this one word, Faith is the key by which you are going to receive anything from heaven or from the supernatural realm. So stick with me because this is going to this is going to be so helpful. So let's go right into Hebrews chapter 11 and let's look at verse 1. Okay? So here we go. It says, "Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see." Okay? Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now, let me start. Um, the word now, when, when you're starting to analyze a verse, okay, you start you look at every single word and say, Lord, is there something there that you want me to pursue? Okay, Just every single one, and you're doing it all in the context of a conversation with the Lord. Okay, so now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, that was good, good, Joe, that you got this testimony. What was it? Eight years ago? However many years ago? Well, yeah, that's about how long I've had this laptop, about eight years. Um, that's great. But what has he done for you lately? Okay. So that right there is an issue because it says now faith is. So there is a time element. We're always supposed to be in faith now. So I want to ask you a question because we're going to keep going at this all week long. But I'm running out of time here. But what I want to do is say, ask you a question. You may have been in faith at some point in your life. Well, for sure, when the day you got born again, if you've gotten born again. On that day, you had faith in your heart that, G that God raised Jesus from the dead and Jesus was the Lord of your life. And that Jesus washed away all your sins, right? You had faith, and that faith came as a gift from God. But at that moment, faith was now. It was right now. You had it, and you moved on it. And that's the way we're supposed to continue. So now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. But it's now. So let's just take the word now. My friends, God wants you to be in faith now. Yes, he does want you to be there tomorrow, but that's, we're not worried about tomorrow. 
And we're not worried about last week or times in the past, but right now, okay? So faith is now. So Heavenly Father, I ask you to bless my friends, help them to hear your voice, help them to know you, and help them to, their hearts to be filled with faith. In Jesus' name, amen, friends. God bless you. Hey, friends. This is John Barlow. Here at JBM, we've been working on a way to teach you how to hear the voice of God. And we have created a course that takes you all the way from hearing God for the very first time to talking with him every second of the day. Go and take a look right now at josephbarlow.com. Thanks for watching. Hey, friends, if you liked today's program, do me a favor. Uh, click like, leave a comment. But the best thing that you can do for us is to click share and then make it public so that all your friends can get a hold of this. All right. Please do that. That would help us a lot. God bless. Friends, God wants to bless you. He has got so much he wants to give you, but he can't give you a single thing until you believe him because that's the way it works and that's the way he set it up. And if you will hear the preaching of faith, faith will come in your heart and this is going to work. Let's start right now. Come on, join me. All right, friends, we are back at it. Today we're talking about faith. And uh, yesterday we were talking about now, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see, okay? But we talked yesterday about now faith. Now is the time. And my friends, I'm telling you, now is the time for you to get in faith, stay in faith, be in faith. Get ready, my friends, get ready. you. I'm telling you, with the days to come, your faith is very, very necessary. And I will tell you this, you really can't afford to live without faith. It's necessary for what you're called to do. As a matter of fact, you're not, you are not going to be able to accomplish the thing that God's called you to do in your life if you don't have faith. And if you don't have faith, you need to hear preaching and teaching about faith. That's why you're watching today. That's why God got you to watch this show because faith is the key ingredient. Now, people say, no, we, all we need is love. Yeah, the Beatles wrote that song, All We Need Is Love. And you know, that's good that we should live in love because Jesus said, hey, this is a new commandment I give unto you that you should love one another. And that is correct. However, the only way we're going to receive anything from heaven and the only way we're going to please God is by faith. Okay, so let's get into this. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now remember I told you yesterday that when I'm looking at a scripture, I'm, I'm doing it in the context of a conversation. I'm having a conversation with God. I'm asking him, Lord, is there someplace I'm supposed to dig in here? And yesterday we dug in on the word now, where it says now faith is the confidence or the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, which is how the King James puts it. So now faith. Now the word, so the next word I, my attention is drawn to is faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, or here it says in the NIV, now faith is confidence in what we hope for. Now the word faith in the Greek is the word pistis. Now the cool thing about this is when I look, now here in Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, now faith is this uh, is the substance of things hoped for, right? In um, 
let's see, it's Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Okay, where you see the word faithfulness. Actually, the King James translates that just faith. Now, faithfulness is a good godly characteristic. You're, you're, if you're a faithful person, that's good. That's wonderful. Thank you for being faithful. However, if we translate it correctly, it's actually faith. So the fruit of God's spirit dwelling in us and rising up on the inside of us is that we are going to function in faith. Okay? And our, uh, faith is going to be a natural response that we have in any and every situation. So when, when faith sees a problem coming, faith says, this is no problem because my faith, I already have promises from God that surely override any problem that's coming my way. So, you know, this coronavirus, anything, you know, it's coming my way. You know, this is not a problem. You know, the surfer, if he keeps that surfboard tipping up, he can go, the wave comes right under him. Same way with faith. Your faith sees anything coming at you. It's like, no problem. I go right over this. No problem. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. You hope that you win. I hope I win. I hope you win. So it's the substance of things hoped for. Uh, it's the confidence in what you hope for. Um, the word pistis in the, in the Greek is also used over in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it says the gifts of the Spirit. You know, the gifts of the Spirit is word of wisdom, word of knowledge, uh, uh, speaking in tongues, the interpretation of tongues, on and on and on, but also the gift of pistis. This gift of faith. It's a gift. Okay. Now, I do believe, and I, I have teachings on these things on how the different types of faith work in different ways. But I'm telling you this your faith is when you believe God. You believe Him. Abraham believed God, and God counted that as righteousness. Abraham believed Him. Abraham was childless. God said, I'm going to give you a child. Abraham believed God. He believed God more than he believed his own circumstance. That's powerful. God told Abraham, he said, um, I will give you more children than there are stars in the sky. I will give you more children than there are sands on the seashore. I'm going to bless you, son. I'm going to bless you. And Abraham went for 20 years with that promise in his heart. Believe in God. Believe in God. Do you know that there are promises that God has spoken to me more than 20 years ago? that I still have in my heart. And I still believe that in some, some way and somehow, God is gonna fulfill those promises. You know, if you count the years from the time God called me to be a pastor at age 17, till the time that he released me into it at age 43, okay, that's 26 years, okay? I think 27 years, right? So 27 years that I was believing and I continued to believe and, it, and God kept that stirred up in me. Some people think that Abraham having to believe God for 20 years for a promise was a lot. I'll tell you, it's not a lot if you have the gift of faith. If you have faith in your heart, it will, it'll help you to continue to abide in believing and trusting and knowing that God is with you and God's going to help you and God's going to fulfill his promises, right? So... <clears throat> Hebrews 11.1, 1, 
Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I want to read it to you in the King James. And it says, um, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, I want to share something about this. And it literally means there that this is like the title deed. Okay, the title deed. Now, if I was going to give you a house, all right, I know I'm a nice guy. Okay, and I, I am generous too. So if I was going to give you a house and I said, hey, uh, I want you to pick out a house and I'm going to buy that for you right? And then after you picked out the house, I had my lawyers and my accountants and all that go to the bank and go to, you know, get the realtor and they went and did the closing and everything like that. They would bring back to me the title deed. Now, I own the house then and I want to give it to you. So if I take that title deed and I drop it in an envelope and I mail it off to you or I FedEx it to you, right? I get it off to you. When you receive in the mail or at, you know, that delivery of that document, the title deed of that house. Let me ask you a question. Once I send that to you and I've signed it over to you and the, and the legal document is in your hands, who owns the house? You do. It's no longer my house. I've given it to you, right? That's what faith is. Faith comes to the point where you hear a promise and then you get to the point where you've received it in your heart and you absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this, what I've promised, is yours. Now, you may not see it yet, and that's okay. You may not see it. You see the title deed, but you haven't seen the house. You haven't walked into the house and said, this is mine, let's move the furniture in, honey, right? Uh, you may not have gotten to that point, but faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, nobody could argue with you if you were to say, this house belongs to me. I have the title deed. Nobody can argue with you once you have the title deed. And I'll tell you this, when you believe something that God's given you a promise, once you receive that title deed and you receive it in your heart, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you own that thing, it's yours. Nobody can take it away from you. Now, I want to say something else about that. That in order to get from the point where God makes the promise to the point where you are absolutely settled on it, it's, it's like you're rock solid that you have this. You know it, you know it, you know it, right? The time between him saying it and you, and you receiving it completely in your heart, and I'm not even talking about the, the physical manifestation of it yet, but just that you know you've got it. This time here, he spoke, and you're making a decision right in here. This period right here, you're just making a decision. Are you going to believe? Are you going to receive it fully? And I will tell you this, there are times when you need to pray. And this is why I love praying in tongues. Because I can pray in tongues, and when I pray in tongues, it moves my heart from hearing it all the way over into, I absolutely am settled. I know for sure that this is mine. And, uh, and I know God has blessings in store for me, and I know he has blessings in store for you. But the way he wants you to receive them is by him making a promise and you understanding and receiving his word and you taking it by faith that it is yours and you're not giving up on it. Okay? So let me pray for you, my friends. Okay? 
Heavenly Father, I pray for each one of my friends right now who is watching. Lord, I speak increase and strength to them. Lord, I speak blessings on their life. Lord, that they would hear you today and they would receive promises from you, write them down and keep them. And Lord, they would hold on to those promises and know that you, Lord, are at work blessing their life. So Lord, help my friends today in Jesus' name. Amen, friends. We love you. And we'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. Friends, are you ready to find out how to please God? Jump into his arms. It's just like a little child. You say, hey, come on, jump. And you're ready to catch him, but they don't believe you. Well, if you want to learn how to please God, jump into his arms. Let's talk about that today. You're really going to be blessed. Check this out. Friends, we're talking about faith this week. Let's keep listening to this because the preaching of faith is what brings faith into your heart. Okay, he, um, Hebrews, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, 17 says that it's as you hear the word of God preached, faith comes. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by you hearing. Faith comes by me hearing. Hearing what? Hearing the word of God. Literally, it's the rhema or the preached word or the spoken word of God. When people preach faith to you, faith comes into your heart. As you're listening today, as I'm speaking about faith, faith is coming into your heart right now. In Jesus' name, it is. You're going to have more power to believe more about what God wants to do in your life. You're going to have more power to believe because you're listening today. So let's keep going. So Hebrews 11.1 1, um, says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2 says, For by it the elders obtained a good report. Now, that's talking about the Old Testament uh, elders, the, the people who have gone before us in the Old Testament, right? In verse 3, well, let me say this. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Now, what's a good report? Well, what we're about to read in Hebrews chapter 11 is a good report. And the reason that anyone was included in this chapter is because they had faith. And their faith actually brought answers into their life. And because they got answers, they got miracles in their life. And the, the miracles are noteworthy. And when you get a miracle in your life, it's noteworthy. And people want to hear about it. So if you want to have a life that is noteworthy or of a good report, listen to this teaching. <laughs> for by it, it is, Hebrews 11, 2, for by it, by faith, the elders, the Old Testament saints, obtained a good report. Okay? Hebrews eleven three, through faith we understand that the world's, everything that we see and know, the worlds were framed by the word of God. Let me say that again. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Okay? So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So let me just say this. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God's word is, is the, if you were to get under a microscope, 
and look, what is all this made of? You're going to find out it's God's word. God made the world and he used his own words to speak. He gave promises. He spoke things into existence. Okay. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen, everything we see, um, they are not made of things which do appear. In other words, he didn't make it out of stuff that already existed. He made it out of his word. Okay. Well, that takes some faith. Wow. That's, that takes faith just to do that. Okay. So God himself used faith to create the world. All right. Hebrews 11.4. By faith, Abel, you remember Abel in the Old Testament, the first murder victim ever on the planet. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain did. His brother Cain. And um, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Uh, God testifying of his gifts and by it, he being dead yet speaks. Now let me read that out of, uh, let me read Hebrews 11.4. And I'm going to go back over to the NIV for you. Make it a little easier for you. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. And by faith, he was commended as righteous. Okay. When God spoke well of his offerings and by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. Now, we're going to start, as we listen through this, we're going to find out there's a whole bunch of guys, and men and women in the Old Testament, that ended up in this hall of fame of faith here because they believed God. So Abel believed God and he obeyed him. Now Cain did not believe God, and so he did not obey him. Hebrews 11.5, By faith Enoch was taken from this life, so that he did not experience death. It says he could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Now, here's, here's the awesome thing. Enoch was commended as one who pleased God. Now, you want to know how to please God? Because I do. I want to know. How do you please God? The scripture says right here in Hebrews eleven six, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Really? That's right. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, give me some faith then. That's what we're doing. Give me some faith. Yep, here we are. We're giving out faith today. Uh, so congratulations. You are the, the, the winner of a new box full of faith. Here we go. It's all yours, right? Every, you can take all you want, all you can get. Take it all. Believe God because God has promises that he wants to fulfill in your life. I will tell you this, Christians feel extraordinarily weak when they don't have faith. They feel, uh, they feel very vulnerable. And as a matter of fact, usually they'll have to change their theology and say, well, this was God's will. This negative thing that happened in my life, it was because God wanted it. That is not right. Don't change your theology and don't change because God gave you great and precious promises in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says God gave us all these very great and precious promises. And it's through our knowledge of God and through our knowledge of these very great and precious promises. That's how we participate in the divine nature, the heaven nature, the, the way it is in heaven. That's how we participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption that's in this world. There's a ton of corruption in this world. And that's what's causing you negative problems. 
That's what's causing you problems in your life, is the corruption that's in this world. Why do negative things, why do bad things happen? Because we live in a, in a world that's been corrupted by sin. We are not in a world that's been corrupted by God's will. God's will is good and right and perfect, but it's God's will that's been corrupted by the negative things in this world. And so if you want to please God, then believe him. Believe him and the things that he promised you, all right? Without faith, Hebrews eleven six. without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists. So, quick question. Do you believe that God exists? Do you? You need to really answer that question in your own heart. Do you believe it? I do. Because, you know, if somebody, um, if somebody doesn't believe that God exists, what if you were to just tell them, I don't believe you exist either? You tell them right to their face, I don't believe you exist. Well, they think, well, you're crazy. Well, just as crazy as I think you are. Because the Bible says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Have you ever seen an airplane propeller when it's traveling at about 3,000 RPMs? Have you seen an airplane propeller when it's traveling that fast? No, you haven't. You know why? Because you can't see it. When it's traveling that fast, you can't see it. Does that mean it doesn't exist? My friends, God is flying at a different frequency than what you can see. However, by faith, we can tune into that frequency and we can see God, we can receive from God, we can communicate with God, we can have him very alive, active, and uh, things happening in our life. Because of faith, that's how we tune into that, tune into God because he wants to do something. So if you want to please God, believe him. By faith, um, it says uh, in, in verse six, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Well, I want to please him. All right. Let me just think about that for a second. Let's, let's talk about that. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. He must get real delight when you believe him. Okay. If you're a parent or an uncle or an aunt, you know, and you've ever wanted a little child to jump into your arms. And if they didn't believe you and they didn't jump, even though it's just like, well, they just ruined the game uh, because they didn't believe you, they didn't trust you enough to jump. But that did something in your heart. It's like, why didn't they believe me? Why did they shut down our fun? Why didn't they just believe and jump? I was ready to catch them and I'm able to catch them. Why did they mess it up by not jumping into my arms? Well, my friends, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And God really does want you to jump into his arms because you're messing up the game if you don't jump into his arms. He wants you to yield to him fully and say, God, I really do believe. I really do want to do what you want me to do. I really love you, Lord. I want to accomplish these things, Lord. I want to accomplish what you've called me to do. I want you to accomplish through me the things that you want to accomplish. My friends, God loves you. And the way that his system works. Now, you already know how the world system works and it gets kind of messed up. But if you want to learn how God's system works, faith is the way God's system works. Okay? Now, we'll learn later that faith works by love. But I want to tell you, we got to focus on this faith thing because that's where your power is going to come from. 
And that's how you're going to get, you're going to tap into God's riches. Amen. Father God, bless my friends. Help them all to hear your voice and to believe you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, how many of you love to get an inheritance? I mean, if, if I had like, you know, one of my relatives said, okay, you just, you gained a million dollars because they just died. It's like, whoa. Well, I'm telling you, you can give an inheritance to your kids and the inheritance is faith. Wait till, let's talk about this. This is gonna be awesome. Friends, we're talking about faith. Let me keep reading from Hebrews chapter 11. Let's go to verse 7. It says, By faith, Noah, when he was warned about things not yet seen. Oh, there you go. See, God was telling Noah about something that didn't exist yet because God told Noah it's going to rain. Well, you know, that would be like telling somebody, Hey, it's going to flop a double. What? <laughs> it's going to flop a double. What? What does that mean? Noah didn't know what rain was. He'd never heard the word. <laughs> it's like, what? But he still believed God because God said it's going to rain and I will flood the earth. Okay. By faith. <laughs> That's a crazy illustration, but I'm telling you the truth. The scripture says it had never before, before Noah and built the ark and then it, the rain started, it had never rained on the earth. The scripture says that. You can look that up. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, like rain, the holy fear built, in holy fear, he built an ark to save his family. So, his, so by his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Now, um, let me read that in another translation. Let's just see what the Passion Translation says on Hebrews 11, 7. Ready? Faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God about what was coming. Even things that had never been seen. But he stepped out in reverent obedience to God and he built an ark that would save him and his family. By his faith, the world was condemned, but Noah received God's gift of righteousness that comes by believing. Now we're going to get into that whole gift of righteousness, but really what it is, is remember that I told you about the kid jumping into the parents' arms and the smile that comes in the parents on their face and in their heart when the child believes them and jumps and the, and the parent is rewarded with a hug from the child and the child fully trusting in them. That is um, right standing with God. That's, that's what right standing is like. Is like, they believe me. They, they really believe me. I, this kid is awesome. They believe me. You love it when a kid jumps into your arms. They believe you. Okay? So, uh, Hebrews 11.8 says, Faith, well, let me go back again to the King James. I, I don't like to bounce around too much, but you know what? For right now, let's do it. Um, uh, verse 8 says, By faith... Um, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed and he went out, not knowing whether he went. Okay. Now it says in the, um, in the NIV, 
By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and he went, even though he did not know where he was going. Now, <clears throat> when God calls you, I have a crazy story about that, but when God calls you to step out, um, sometimes it's without even knowing where you're going to go. And I've had that happen in my life. It's too long of a story. And I have told it before about when God called us to move and we sold our house and we were believing God for this particular house and it kept not coming through. And we were finally getting down to the wire and I was still praying and believing, but it wasn't coming through. And then it was time to move and we didn't have a place to move to. And I said, Lord, what do I do? And he said, load the truck, son. So I loaded the truck and, um, a little later, my brother handed me a, a, the address and the phone number of his old landlord. And after we loaded the truck and we moved out of the house, we, me and the kids, Nancy and the kids went over and stayed in a hotel. And the next morning we woke up and said, let's check this place out. So we went over and drove by this place. And um, it was within the area that we wanted to move to. And the lady was able to give it to us that, uh, that day. We were able to move in that day. All we did was get the carpets cleaned and we were able to get it for about uh, two thirds of the price we were paying on our house. So we got a great reduction in, in the cost that we were paying out per month. And what a blessing that was. But we didn't even know where we were moving to when the movers were there. All the guys came from church to help us load the truck. We didn't even know where we were going. So I have, a, I have I'm not crazy. I have another guy in the Bible who did the same thing. You know what his name was? Abraham. Abraham moved and he didn't know where he was moving to. That's what this scripture says. It says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as his inheritance. He obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. So, besides Abraham, you know at least one more person who they moved and didn't know where they were going. It was Joe Barlow and his beautiful wife, Nancy, and that whole crazy family, all those kids. And he moved, he moved all of his kids. No, we were following God's voice. We knew we were following God's voice. Okay. And God was faithful to us. And he brought us into a place of great blessing. As a matter of fact, when we moved into that house, there were certain things that Nancy had on her heart that she wanted. She wanted to hear church bells. You could hear church bells. She wanted a front porch swing. That house had a front porch swing. We wanted to be close to the prayer path. We were one house away from the prayer path. She wanted, um, this is kind of funny. She wanted five raised irrigated gardens in the backyard so we could teach our children gardening. This house had five raised irrigated gardens in the backyard. Now, is this crazy? I'm telling you, God brought us into this place, but in order for us to get there, we had to go into this place where we were way out on a limb and we looked crazy. But I'm telling you, God got us to where he wanted us to go. And he took us on a wild and crazy ride. But the more we believed him, the more he kept showing up. And we for sure jumped into our father's arms. And uh, we were not disappointed by what, by what happened. Okay, so now let me read to you Hebrews 11 verse 9. It says, by faith, and this is in the NIV, <clears throat> by faith, he made his home in the promised land. Uh, this is Abraham. By faith, he made his home in the promised land, 
like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Now watch this. Because you've got faith, your kids will be blessed. I know a pastor, and when he went, and uh, after he'd been on the road ministering for a while, he went and started pastoring in uh, his old hometown where his father had been pastoring for years. And when he got there, everybody was like, oh yeah, you can do this, but you're, you're his kid. Absolutely, come on in. You, you want this over here? No problem. Your dad was so good to me yeah, over here. And that open doors over here? Oh yeah. You know, your dad, he showed up when I needed, really needed help. Over and over, every place he went, doors were open for him. Why? Because his dad had faith and his dad was faithful. His parents ministered in that town, and when he came to minister there, doors were open everywhere because of his father's faithfulness. So here it says in verse 9, By faith Abraham made his home um, in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, his son and his grandson, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Isaac and Jacob also inherited the promise because of Abraham's faith. Come on. God wants us to walk in faith. God wants you to walk in faith. So those who come after you, that they'll walk in faith too. My desire is to see my children walk in faith. <coughs> Years ago, Nancy and I were teaching our kids how to uh, uh, flow in the gifts of the Spirit, right? And so we were sitting down one day. I was teaching them about the word of knowledge. This is a funny story. But we were teaching them the word of knowledge. And that the word of knowledge in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 was where you could receive knowledge from God that you couldn't receive in the natural any other way. So we were sitting down teaching them that. I was explaining it to them, showing them the scriptures, demonstrating it to them. And they were like, okay, that's awesome. Okay. The cool thing was, is after we were done with the Bible time, the kids wanted to sit down and play Go Fish. And so Natalie was sitting next to me. She dealt the cards. It was me, then Andrew, then Sarah. And she dealt out the cards. I was looking at my hand and I said, you know, Sarah, do you have a queen? Yes. Natalie, do you have a seven? Yes. Andrew, do you have a six? Yes. Whatever the cards were, I was just calling them out. And the right, I called out the right number and I called out the right person. And when I did that, I cleaned out my hand before any of the other kids got a chance to play. Now, the cool thing was, Andrew said, can I do that? I said, yes, you can. I dealt the cards. It was his turn. And he cleaned out his hand before anybody else got a turn. So the cool thing was, is he inherited the faith. He got, he caught the faith from his father. He believed and he received you understand what I'm saying? Your kids need to be blessed. You, whoever you're influencing, they need to be blessed. And they need to be, in, they need to be blessed by you being in faith. So let's live this life full, 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 full of faith. My friends, you can do this because God's given you the gift of faith, the power to believe him. All right? So Heavenly Father, bless my friends as they're hearing your voice today. And their hearts are being stirred to believe you for great and mighty things. My friends, we got to keep going at this. Keep joining me. This is awesome. God bless you. All right, friends. Today's the last day. We're wrapping up on this faith thing of how we receive from God. But the ultimate thing about this is that God gives you the faith as a free gift. It's not your faith. 
He gave it to you as a gift. Check out how this works. Let's talk about it right now. Hey friends, we're wrapping up today a full week of talking about faith. I want to go back to Hebrews 11 verse 1. It says in the King James, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In the New International Version, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Okay? Now, we talked about that faith is a title deed. Like if I, if I bought a house for you and I sent the title deed to you, you own the house. Whether or not you've ever walked into the house or not, you still own it. And faith gives you ownership of something. As you pray and believe, you receive a, a promise from God and you pray and believe all the way to the point where you know you have it. And then when the thing actually shows up, you're like, well, I already knew this. I mean, thank you. Praise the Lord. That's awesome. But I already had the title deed. I had the title deed a week or two ago when I prayed this. I knew. I knew that this was going to happen. Okay. And um, so when, when certain people asked who was going to win the election, I already knew because the Lord had promised me two months earlier who was going to win the election. So in my heart, the day <clears throat> my son asked, hey, who do you think is going to win the election? I said, this person's going to win. And uh, he's like, really? I said, I know it because I'd already received it two months earlier because God spoke into my heart who was going to win. Now, faith is the substance. It's the, I mean, it's real because literally, as we see in verse two, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a little further down in verse three, it says through faith, in Hebrews eleven three, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. In the NIV, it says, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. In the King James, it says, they were framed by the word of God. Everything that exists was created with God's word. That's why it says later in the scriptures, it says, everything is held together by the power of his word. How beautiful is that? Right down at the core of it, it's all about God's word and how faithful he is. We can have faith in God because he is faithful, okay? And so as we trust in his faithfulness, we trust in what he said, we trust in the promises that he made, we trust in the fact that we're actually hearing from him, we trust in the fact that when we open our Bible, we're getting it, and he's actually speaking to us at that moment in time. And I will tell you this, that there are times when God, when he shows up, and when you're reading your scriptures, okay, and all of a sudden, your eyes hit something, and it's like, uh-oh, wow, something just happened. Like, all of a sudden, that verse was magnified to me. I'm telling you, that's the verse God wants you to read, okay? When, uh, years ago, I didn't know. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Even though I had received that call to be a pastor when I was 17, when I was probably 27 or 30, I was like, Lord, what's up? What should I do? What do I do? And, uh, I remember one night after a service, I went up to this one pastor who prayed for me. I don't even remember who it was, but I just remember going to this guy and he grabbed a hold of me. He said, Father God, speak to Joe's heart so he knows what it is you've called him to do. When I went home that night, my Bible right, opened right up to he, uh, Jeremiah chapter 30, where it says that their leader will be one of their own and he will rise up in their midst. 
Their leader will be of their own and he will rise up in their midst and he will come and draw nigh to me. And who is it that would be bold enough to come and, and draw near to me, God? So I thought, wow, that's pretty powerful. And then I closed my Bible and later I opened it up again. It opened right to the same spot. And I was like, okay, their leader will be one of their own. He will rise up in their midst. Okay. The next day I was in a different Bible. And I opened up that Bible and opened right up to their leader will be one of their own. He will rise up in their midst. Lord, are you telling me something? Yes, he was telling me something. He said that the next, he was saying that the next pastor of that church was going to rise up in their midst. But my job was to draw close to him. And that as I drew close to him, he was going to be able to do something in me that he had not been able to do with me not paying attention or me not drawing close. My friends, this thing about faith that I've been talking about all week is really about you not being afraid of God, you coming and drawing close to Him, you spending time with Him in prayer, loving Him, worshiping Him, praising Him, spending time in the Word. And as that Word comes to light and, and He gives you a promise in the Word, believe it. And after you believe it, then you have the title deed. So once I believed in my heart that that word that he kept bringing me to, once I believed it, it was mine. Even though it happened more than a decade before the actual thing happened, it still was mine. I knew it in my heart and I received it. I believed it and I received it. So all along the way, I knew. I knew what was going to happen. I knew who was the next pastor at the church. I knew what was going to happen. And the, the road that we had to go through to get there was crazy, okay? However, God kept bringing, bringing me back to the same word. Even when I tried to forget about it, and I got busy in my job. I was in my job just working hard, working hard, working hard. And then God would give me a dream. I've called you to pastor. And then God would take me back to those scriptures. It doesn't matter. All these other things you're doing is all good and fine, but you are going to be a pastor. <laughs> And he just kept hitting me with it. You are going to be a pastor. You are going to be a pastor. You are going to be a pastor. He kept bringing it to me. And I thank God that he was so consistent with me and he didn't give up on me. Because he, he didn't give up on me. That is awesome. That's noteworthy. He didn't quit on me. I didn't quit on him either though. It says to, if you will show faithfulness to God, he'll show faithfulness to you. My friends, He's given you some word. Many of you know John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him, here's a promise, ready? Whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. There's a promise. Do you believe it? They, they teach that to children, you know, uh, you know in, uh, in the Bible school. In children's church, children's ministry. For God so loved the world. You, you know, probably the most quoted scripture or, or maybe the most memorized scripture in the United States is probably John 3.16. Why? Because they all know it. Because evangelists are so quick to tell you John 3.16, which is good because in it, God gives a promise. But the cool thing about it, <clears throat> if I walked up to you and I, here, watch this. If I walked up to you on a street and said, hey, you want to buy a watch? 
Now this is a Rolex. It's a real Rolex, right? But in fact, if I had a real Rolex on my wrist and I said, do you want to buy a watch? Let's say it's a $4,000, $5,000 Rolex, right? I said, do you want to buy a watch? And you say, oh, I'm not sure. Do I have any money? And then you check your pocket. And right before you check your pocket, just like a reverse pickpocket, you know, where a pickpocket takes the money out of your wallet, out of your pocket. If I were to slide $5,000 into your pocket, just slide $5,000 in your pocket. And I say, you want to buy a watch? And you look in your pocket and there's $5,000. And you're like, yeah, I'll take that watch. I'll take it. In the same type of way, God says, I sent my only son to die for you. But whoever would believe, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So, my friend, I've got some salvation here for you. Would you like to buy some? Oh, what's it going to cost me? Believing. You're going to have to believe. And then you check your pocket. And at, right before you check what's in your heart, God slides faith into your heart. He slides, and like, just like I'd slide, slide $5,000 in there, God slides faith right into your pocket. And you're like, what's it going to cost me to have everlasting life? You're going to have to believe him. And you check. Wait a second. I have some faith. Where'd that come from? God dropped that faith in your heart. He gave it to you as a gift so that you could believe. God really does want you to receive from heaven. He gave you Jesus Christ, but he wants you to pay for the, the give him. It's almost like you're making a payment. The payment is faith. You are believing him. Whoever would believe, whoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life. Are you ready? Are you ready to believe him? If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, let's just do this. Let's make this transaction. Just like if I wanted to sell you a watch. Hey, here's, here's a watch. And I slide the money into your pocket. God right now has just slid faith into your heart. So when I say, hey, do you want to receive some Jesus? Do you want to receive some eternal salvation? Do you want to receive a free ticket out of hell? You know, sign me up for that. Y'all yeah, take that. Okay. God just slid some faith into your heart. You have faith now to believe that Jesus Christ died for you and God the Father rose him from the dead, raised him from the dead. And now you have the ability to believe in your heart that God, that Jesus wiped away all your sins. This is a gift from God, my friends. And you simply say it with your mouth. Ready? Just say this in your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord. Jesus, I believe that your Father raised you from the dead. And I give you my life. Receive it now, Lord. I receive all of you in Jesus' name. My friends, this gift of faith is yours. Now let's start acting like it. Love you. I'll see you next week. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that message. I've been praying for you, and I'm going to keep praying for you. Because I really believe that the truths that I shared today have to get really deep in your heart. And if you need more information, or if there's any way I can help, please reach out to us at www.josephbarlow.com.